Good evening, sports world. What is happening? Chris Dell here from Go Baller FFS and the Family Feud Sports Podcast. Here with a special edition of our Go Baller Triple Double Podcast, our NCAA bracket breakdown special, looking at all the regions before this week's NCAA tournament officially starting on Thursday. We've got some playing games tonight and tomorrow night, watching those as we speak. Coming to you late, late night here from Southwest Florida. We appreciate you tuning in, sitting here with the Godfather. Mr. Alan Dell, my co-host, and jumping in to the South region and what they call the region of death. Mr. Alan Dell, what say you with the, with the Cavaliers and their recent injury to Virginia there? Yeah, everybody, first of all, the casual fans, if you haven't turned your bracket in yet, don't do it. Or see if you can get it back or put an eraser on it because uh, the number one seed, Virginia, just got devastating news. It's forward DeAndre Hunter broke his left wrist. He's a 6'7 prospect. He won the ACC Sixth Man of the Year Award. Can defend multiple offensive players because of his size. He's out for the tournament, and that's a, a devastating blow to the Cavaliers. So on my first gut bracket that I filled out on Sunday after the brackets were announced, I had UMBC beating the Virginia Cavaliers. Uh, first ever 16 seed over a one. Do I need to rip up my bracket still? Well, I'd rip it up anyway because of that. <laughs> I mean, that's just... University of Maryland, Baltimore County beat Vermont in the, in the American East Championship game. This team almost beat UConn as a 16-seed years back. But let's stick to the current times right now. Virginia Cavaliers, as it stood before the announced injury for the sixth man of the year for them, they're a 22.5-point favorite against the UMBC Retrievers over there. You know, Virginia really is noted for its defense. No team has scored 70 points against Virginia all season. They have a, a unique style on offense. They only send two guys to the offensive boards. He has he has three guys getting back on defense so that they don't get beat on transition. It's why a good rebounding team would have a lot, should have success against the Cavaliers. And rebounding is supposed to mean a lot in this tournament, huh? Especially to win games, right? Guard play in tournaments. I, I don't trust Virginia's point guard, Mr. Guy over there. I, I don't know if he has the athleticism necessarily to hang with some of the top guards in the country, but... This is a Virginia team that's played Duke twice, played North Carolina twice. They played in what some people consider the toughest conference in the country, the ACC, Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh, but moving on to some other games in the South region, I mean, you got the 8-9. and nine. Take your pick with a coin flip. Creighton Blue Jays against the Kansas State Wildcats. Yeah. Creighton a one-point favorite in that. Kentucky six-point favorites over the Davidson Wildcats. So we got we got a bunch of wild, we got like four or five Wildcat teams just in this region alone, the region of death. Mr. No, Allen Dell. Midwest is considered the region of death. Oh, this I, I consider this one the region yeah, of death. Man. Do, I, well, yeah. you know, the most interesting game potentially in, in this region is a second-round game where Arizona could face Kentucky. That that absolutely is the most intriguing game, especially now with Virginia going down. And right now, uh, who are your favorites? If Virginia loses a key player, you got Cincinnati, the number two seed, and Arizona, who a lot of people feel should be at least a number two. And, and Kentucky has really played well recently, all in there. So it's, it's anybody's game. And don't forget my sleeper, Loyola, Chicago. They're going to beat Miami in a first-round game. For Loyola, Chicago, I think they're going to beat Tennessee in the second round as well. I think the Volunteers are a good team, have a good coach, but I don't know if they're necessarily a great team. And I think the underdog mentality will take Loyola, Chicago to the Sweet 16, where they will fall ultimately to the Cincinnati Bearcats, my eventual champions in my gut bracket, but sticking to this region just for another minute here. I mean, people are, some people are saying the Nevada Wolfpack have a chance to make a deep run. That's the team that could lose in the first round to Texas. I mean, Texas is an overlooked squad right there. 
And overall, obviously, Kentucky and Arizona, potential second-round oh. matchup. Don't be surprised if either of those teams get upset with Sean Miller's track record of getting upset early in tournament games. And Kentucky, man, the Wildcats, Davidson Wildcats are underseated at number 12 right there. They won the A-10 championship, beat a damn good Rhode Island team to win it. And, and I wouldn't discredit that team. You're looking at a 5-12 matchup, prime upset chance right there. Yeah. Uh, Who you got emerging out of that region besides, so are you throwing out the Cavs? Well, right now it doesn't look good for that. I'm going to have to stick with it. It's Arizona and Cincinnati. Uh, Arizona I like, but I don't like Sean Miller as a coach. He's just struggling. He's never been to the Final Four despite having great players. They have the best individual player in the tournament. DeAndre Ayton right there, right? right? Absolutely not going to be the number one pick in a draft. Cincinnati is outscoring its opponents by 17.5 points per game. The best scoring margin in Division One, and it's ranked second in the nation in adjusted defense efficiency. Trailing only Virginia, but that's before Virginia lost a key player. So, out of this region, if you want me to call it now, it's a tough one. I'm, I'm going to go uh, Mick Crone, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Woo! So changing your pick already. You had Arizona just the other day. You're, you're going with my Cincinnati Bearcats, maybe UC yeah, rep, well, repping the Natty right there. Tomorrow, but this is the way I see it. Well, we'll, we'll see here. We're going to move move on in a few seconds here to the Midwest region. Thank you for tuning in here on Go Baller FFS and our NCAA Bracket Breakdown Special. We'll be right back. Back here on Go Baller FFS, our NCAA Bracket Breakdown special podcast. Sitting here with the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks and NCAA beat writer. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist. And jumping into the Midwest region, what you and many others call the region of death. Like I said, I still think the South is a tougher region with teams like Virginia, Arizona, Kentucky, Cincinnati. What say you? Now going into your region of death here, you obviously got the Kansas Jayhawks sitting at number one. You got Duke. You got Michigan State. You got the chalk, the big the big body pageantry schools. And looking at the Kansas Jayhawks sitting there at number one, but hardly anyone's picking them to come out of that region. Mr. Allen Dell, what say you in the Midwest? This is a fist fight region. This is a back alley brawl. It's the team that's going to come out the, the most physical that's going to win it. And, and nobody does that better than Michigan State. That, that's why I got to go with them uh, to win this region. But a lot of things can happen. I'm, I'm, get your, uh, drop out your dollars. I'm picking it. This is a region where you're going to see a 12 beat of five. You're going to see New Mexico State knock off Clemson. It's a trendy pick right there. Some and, people have New Mexico State going a few rounds in the tournament. And, and don't be surprised if the winner, Arizona State Syracuse, knocks off TCU Horn Frogs. I mean, I don't know what, what TCU's done this year. They don't defend at, the, at a great level. Yeah. They have problems in that area. Uh, but, again, Michigan State, uh, they're just the numbers they put up. Uh, they have they a 7.4 blocks per game, which leads the country. So you got to like them. Uh, and they've held opponents to, to 36% shooting, which is number one in the country. So this is an unbelievable team that can rebound. And that's why I like him uh, against Virginia, but that game may never happen in the Final Four. Now that well, but that's what that's what you had. Now, so you had to rip up your bracket there, Mr. Allen Dell. You talk about that five twelve matchup. I don't know if there's a closer line. Clemson Tigers only favored by five points against the number twelve seeded New Mexico State Aggies. A lot of people picking that upset. How about an upset that no one's talking about but could happen? The number thirteen seeded Charleston Cougars. You heard me right. The Charleston Cougars against the Auburn Tigers, yeah, led by Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl is a coach that I like, but Auburn. 
Auburn has had some key injuries. I think it, I think that's a team you could say they've overperformed and overexceeded expectations this season and could be set for a letdown, even though they are favored by more than 10 points in that game. How about the number 8-9 game? Seton Hall against the NC State Wolfpack. NC State with some huge wins on their resume this season have been a little up and down at times, but a lot of people are saying that's that could be the second-round upset where either Seton Hall or wow. NC State beats Kansas. Yeah, it definitely could happen. Uh, well, as you said, NC State has beaten teams they shouldn't have beaten and lost the teams they shouldn't have lost to. So you never know what's going to happen with them. Yeah, so will they play up or down to the competition? And and like you said, I, I don't know why TCU was given such a high seed. That's a little bit of a head-scratcher to me right there. And I, I think that tomorrow night's play-in game winner between Arizona State and Syracuse will beat TCU. Yeah, one of the most interesting games, just out of curiosity, number seven, Rhode Island versus number 10, uh, Trey Young, Oklahoma Sooners, a uh, very interesting game out of curiosity. And the latest NBA draft projection, you got my woeful New York Knicks picking Trey Young. I, I don't like that. but Adding to the to the bevy of point guards they, on that roster the way, right there. 16 out of 17, but that's another. That's another, another podcast for another day right there. I mean, and looking overall, the Rhode Island Rams were a team that if, if this bracket was seeded a month ago, Rhode Island could have been a three or a four seed. They slipped a lot in the A-10. They made a strong showing in the A-10 tournament, but lost to Davidson in the A-10 finals there. So that that's a team that's trending downward. As much as I want to pick Rhode Island to win a few games, I can't see them getting past more than one game. Past, and Oklahoma's coming in with a chip on their shoulder. People have been talking trash well, about Oklahoma. They, they but, but, that, but that's a situation where you have to look at the mental aspect of this, and those players are going to have a chip on their shoulder and locker room material to go in and to potentially even match up where Rhode Island could be thinking they got snubbed and should have got a higher seed. Give me the team that thinks they're the underdog and that's being ca- counted out in an even matchup in the 7-10 right there. I'm very close to picking Oklahoma to win that game, which could set up an even more compelling matchup in round two with Oklahoma and Trey Young against the Duke Blue Devils. Well, that's assuming Oklahoma can get by it. Well, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying, assuming that that happens. I mean, you, you never know right there. And, and just taking a look at that draft board, it's pretty interesting. Trey Young has slipped a little bit. You know, people were saying he would be the second or third pick overall just a few months ago, down to number eight on NBA Draft.net's board right there. But sticking to college basketball and, and just overall in that region, I don't see any other team besides Duke or Michigan State coming out in the Final Four. I'm going Michigan State. Most people have them winning the whole thing right now, even though they're a three seed. They got the rebounding, the defense to do it. But don't count out Duke. Duke committed. Marvin Bagley's one of the best players in the country, a guy who's projected to be a top two pick right behind DeAndre Ayton. Not enough muscle, too much left hand. I don't like. He, I, I don't like. Uh, show a little diversity in his game. Yeah, well, I'm not a big Grayson Allen fan. Let's just say that. So let's hope he doesn't try to kick anybody in the. You know what? You know, in the, in this tournament, let's just say that we're going to move on to the East region here in our next segment, the East and we East and West regions here on our NCAA bracket breakdown special. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back. And we are back here, Sports World. Thanks for tuning in to Go Baller FFS, our NCAA Bracket Breakdown Special, a.k.a. our weekly triple-double podcast focusing on all things college hoops for the week and jumping into the East region, breaking down all the regions here on a lovely Tuesday night, the first day of playing games in the NCAA tournament. We've already seen Radford beat LIU Brooklyn. Radford going on to face the Villanova Wildcats, so better enjoy it now while it lasts for that team right there. But moving on to the East region 
And speaking of Villanova, Radford sitting at the top of there. You got some compelling matchups. West Virginia versus Murray State, Virginia Tech, Alabama, Wichita State, Marshall, just to speak of the first few at the top of that bracket. What are your overall thoughts on that one, Mr. I, I call the East region the Jay Wright Invitational because if the <laughs> Villanova coach could have ever picked a field of opponents, he couldn't have done any better than the committee did for them. This, this makes no sense, this bracket. You got Purdue seated second. You got Texas Tech seated third, Wichita State fourth, and throw in West Virginia. What about Huggy Bear, your boy Huggy, yeah, West Virginia well, there? Well, West Virginia has great defense. They lead the nation in points over off turnovers, but their shooting is so inconsistent. I mean, th- th- Purdue is slow, clumsy, big guys, Texas Tech, erratic, Wichita State. You got to love them just because of Greg Marshall, but their defense is suspect. I mean, Villanova has no really challenges, but I, Jay Wright, yeah, he won the national title two years ago. He's on an incredible run. But if he can't get by this region, we cannot hold in any more sympathy parties for him and maybe you ought to turn in his suit well look all, all credit to jay wright and and obviously all, all credit to his wardrobe because it's one of the probably the best in terms of college coaches that doesn't win you ball games the ncaa tournament villanova won the title two years ago on a last second buzzer beater okay everyone remembers that maybe the most iconic shot yeah. in ncaa tournament history however most other years, this is a team that loses early. Jay Wright has been a coach that loses early in the tournament. So what about Buzz Williams and his A-seeded Virginia Tech Hokies? All they got to do is beat an overrated Alabama squad in Colin Sexton, and they could be beating Villanova in the second round. Do you think that would happen? Hey, well, I'm confused about something. Will someone help me out? Well, how come no one's complaining about Alabama getting in the, invited into this tournament with their record 19-15? and 15? Uh, they're saying at the SEC is the best conference, uh, RPI rating. I, I can't see that. But uh, Virginia Tech, Alabama, Virginia Tech should win. Uh, Alabama, though, has one of the best guards in the country, Colin Sexton. Look, look at Virginia Tech real quick for a second here. Let, let, let's. I think they're going to get past Alabama, okay? I just want you to go back to not even as far back as two months from now. On January 22nd, Virginia Tech beat North Carolina by 11 points, okay? The next game, they won at Notre Dame. All right. Then they beat Boston College, which is a borderline tournament team. Okay, and lost the Miami sandwich. Then there, then they went on and beat NC State by ten. They won at Virginia in overtime. Okay, and then they close out the season with a win against Clemson, and they beat Duke on February twenty sixth, less than a month ago. Virginia Tech has proven they can beat any team at any level in the country. I see a potential for a massive upset in Virginia Tech, and Buzz Williams has done it before at Marquette. This guy's gone deep runs in the tournament. I like this Virginia Tech Hokies team, and I'm thinking they're going to pull that second round. There's always at least an 8 or a 9 seed that beats a 1, and let's talk about underdogs for a second. The Butler Bulldogs, maybe maybe the worst-seeded team in the tournament, they're favorites against Arkansas. So the number 10 Butler, a 1.5-point favorite over number 7 Arkansas Razorbacks. I got Butler beating Purdue in the second round. This is the this is the region where you you said maybe the softest out of all the regions in the bracket where you could see number one and two done by the by the end of the first I, weekend. I, I think you're going to see a lot of SEC teams going out in the first first game and definitely in the first weekend. Well, you got the Florida Gators sitting there, number six. No chance they make a deep run in your mind. Uh, they're going to have a rough time playing the winner of. Uh, the UCLA St. Bonaventure game, whoever that is. Well, how about the five twelve? You mentioned West Virginia's up and down shooting. If they go cold, I mean the Murray State Racers, that's a team that's already won upset games in the last couple of years. They could easily beat West Virginia in that one. 
I mean, you, pe- people get their video, they get their videotape copies of the press that Bob Huggins runs. And if you put up a plan to beat it, it becomes pretty repetitive if we, as we've talked about earlier in the season. So my, my questions linger about West Virginia and th- this bracket could be complete chaos and mayhem by the time we get to the sweet 16. I mean, even people are saying Marshall is an upset candidate to beat Wichita state. I don't know how good Wichita state, I, I don't know if they're the same final well, four have, team that from a couple six, years back. Six experienced players uh, back. Uh, they're not as good on defense as they have have been in recent years, but when they don't turn the ball over, they're very good. But you can say that about a lot of teams. Number 14, Stephen F. Austin is the team that a lot of people are picking as an upset favorite. That's a 14 seed, potentially over the three Texas Red. But how about the, no one's talking about Texas Tech as a Final Four team. No. Should they be? No, I don't think they should. I think you ought to forget about them. I think uh, they'd struggle. Uh, UCLA can beat them. I think. I, I think is whether you say this is the softest or one of the softest. I think the biggest question mark is in this region how it will play out, who will get out, and who will pull off those big upsets. We're gonna be back with a final segment here, breaking down the West region. Or you got a final thought there, Mr. No, just anybody can get out of this region. Now, Villanova is a favorite, but uh, it's gonna be highly questionable. And I, I just. Man, Wichita State uh, is probably the best shot, and, I, and that was my team to make the Final Four, so I'm going to say Wichita State's going to get out of the East. I, I got Butler, as I said last night, in the in the gut breakdown. I, I, that has not changed for me whatsoever. I think you can look all the way up to the 11th seed in this bracket, right? The, the winner of tonight's St. Bonaventure-UCLA game also would have a chance to make a Final Four run. I truly believe that this is the most wide-open region, hands down. Call us, call into our station here if you're listening on Anchor. Let us know what are your picks for this region and for all the others. We'll be back with a final segment of our NCAA Bracket Breakdown podcast. Jumping in to the final segment of our NCAA Bracket Breakdown special here on Go Baller FFS and the Wild Wild West Region sitting here with my co-host, Mr. Alan Dell, the godfather. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist. And looking at another wide open field here. I mean, talk about what you said is, is the softest number one seed in NCAA tournament history, the Xavier Musketeers. But what I say is, who's their competition outside of North Carolina? I mean, Michigan went on a good run in the Big Ten. They've had a huge layoff. Who knows how rusty they'll be going, going up against a Montana team that's won 19 out of their last 21 games. Talk about Gonzaga, obviously, there. A lot of people are picking them as the four seed to come out of this region. I, I, I got an upset pick in the second round. Number 10, Providence Friars beating North Carolina. Providence the team that's beaten Xavier twice. They've beaten Villanova. They beat Creighton in overtime, another tournament team. This is a team that's going to go on a big run. I really like these Big East Conference teams, the, the, the revamped and revived Big East Conference. What say you, Mr. Allendell? What can we make out of the Wild Wild West region? Yeah, this is the region of hope or the, of the, or the rope-a-dope region. Uh, why Xavier's number one, I don't know. I mean, they've had success in tournament, but they haven't had success after the first or second round. Uh, you know, they're they're really they're an interesting team to watch. They're a big team. They average thirty, almost thirty-eight points per game in the paint, uh, which led the Big East Conference. Well, that's and what they, you want. You want good bigs and rebounding, yeah, right? Yeah, they out rebound their opponents by seven point two per game, uh, which is the largest differential in the Big East. So why don't you like them? I, I don't think they have what it takes. I don't have. I don't. Their guard play is uh, mediocre at best. Uh, they, they don't have a lot of success. Um, they, and like I said before, uh, they've won 27 tournament games, most by any team without a Final Four appearance. And it's going to 
be another year where they don't get a Final Four appearance. So. Well, they're also a team that used to play in the Atlantic 10, and they haven't been in a big conference until the last few years. So now, now being a part of the Big East, so you, they, they've overachieved in a sense when you look at that. And I'm just I'm I'm licking my lips and, and licking my chops at the at the potential of a Cincinnati versus Xavier Final Four matchup, which is what I have right now because I don't see any team beating Xavier out of this bracket because I think North Carolina, the team that would beat them, is going to lose early after their long and exhausting ACC tournament run. So you look at Xavier. I mean, yeah, they've lost to Villanova twice. They lost to Providence, as I said earlier. They lost to Arizona State by fourteen point or sixteen points earlier in the season. So by by no means do I think this Xavier team is invincible. But do I think they can make their first Final Four? I say, why the hell not? Because this could be considered the weakest region out of the four in this NCAA tournament. Well, no, don't count Michigan out. They've been playing great ball. They, I, yeah. don't, I don't think that layoff's going to hurt them. It could even help them. You never know. Yeah. How that's going to got a good coach and Mr. Bailey over there. Definitely good coach, former West Virginia coach right there. Uh, uh, one more sleeper team I'm going to bring up that has Final Four potential running them is the Houston Cougars that, that really gave Cincinnati a big run in the American Athletic Conference. Coached by former NCAA great Kelvin Sampson, former alumni, the Houston Cougars. Some people are picking San Diego State to beat them in the first round. I don't see that happening at all. I think Houston coasts, Houston coasts in that game. And I think Houston upsets Michigan in the second round. I think the winner of that game, Houston and Michigan in the second round, could easily make it out of that bracket right there. Who, who you got coming out? Of the second round? No, out of that bracket to make it to the final four. Who's, well, who's your well, pick in this bracket? Xavier, they're overrated, but they do have two easy games to start off with. In the second round, they'll play Florida State. Uh, you can't count Ohio State out, Gonzaga. In the Sweet 16, I, I like Gonzaga. And, and Michigan. Okay. And, uh, and I'm going to go with Michigan and get out and beat Gonzaga and make it to the Final Four. So no North Carolina Tar Heels for you either. Uh, so you got them losing to Michigan. Huh? That would be the Sweet 16 matchup right there. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's a good tease right there. So, uh, You're going gonna to rip, you know, up the, the, rip up that bracket again, baby. North Carolina's got three starters back from last year's national championship team, but they don't have the surrounding uh, cast they had. And let's, let's think maybe the whole key to this tournament – is my man Theo Penson. Your if, boy right there. If he comes through like he did in that in the ACC tournament a little bit, who knows? I mean, the guy is a magician. He, one day you wish he wasn't on your team. You want to send him to Siberia. The next minute you love him. You want to hug him and everything. You just don't know what he's going to do. He is unselfish. Plays a strange brand of basketball, but he makes some incredible passes. If you remember that pass where he was laying on his back under the basket. I don't know if you remember that game and recently in the tournament. So, it's, it's I mean, but you made an interesting point hey, about. Let me Z- just say one last thing about North Carolina: they may have the best coach in the tournament, Roy Williams. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one of the best for sure, absolutely. Roy Williams, former Kansas coach, and um, I, you made a good point about Xavier because I, I think they got a cakewalk. I, I don't really like Missouri all that well. I, I think they could be Florida State, but. I don't like Florida State very well no, either. I don't so, like Florida State at all. so Xavier's almost got a, a you know a, a handwritten invitation of the Sweet 16, where all they got to do is what beat Ohio State or Gonzaga, you know, one game against Gonzaga. I think they can do that. I think Gonzaga can get out too, but I, I don't know something about that Gonzaga team. I, I don't know if they played the level of competition that's necessary to get back. I mean, Gonzaga lost in the finals last year, right? They gave North Carolina a run, so it's not a team to sleep on either. 
Uh, it's going to be very interesting that Z Xavier and Gonzaga, talking about them as being two favorites in, in this region, just goes to show you how far those programs have come along over the last 10, 10 plus years overall. So fi final thoughts, we're going to have our quick picks podcast tomorrow. We're going to be breaking down every single game in rapid fire fashion, putting out our scores for the first and second round games here on Go Baller FFS. Well, what are your final thoughts here? My Leaving final us out. thoughts are there are only nine teams that have a legitimate shot of winning this tournament. Oh, nine. okay, okay. That's why I got Michigan, okay. Arizona, Gonzaga, North Carolina, Kansas, Michigan State, Duke, Virginia, and Villanova, and you might want to scratch Virginia now if they lost a key player. But that, those are the only nine teams, so you can talk all you want about 68, 64, 32. Oh. Give, me that list one, give me that list one more time, because I, I, I got a list. You got nine teams? I got 18 teams. I got, I got Michigan... Arizona, Gonzaga, North Carolina, Kansas, Michigan State, Duke, Villanova, and Virginia. I'll give them, I'll put them on, even though, again, they lost a the key player. Those are the only teams that have a chance. So, so Nobody no, else has a chance. No Cincinnati, no, no, no Xavier. No. Tennessee, Kentucky, no. Texas Tech, Purdue, West Virginia. Actually, the only one you mentioned, Cincinnati, but I, I don't think that they have it. What about Wichita State? Uh, no, they're gonna make it to the final four. They can't win it. Yeah, well, I'm talking about winning the whole ball. ball I'll, I'll give you the three the three teams that I would add to your list that that I, that I think could definitely win it are University of Cincinnati. I think Xavier could with the right matchups. And I think West Virginia, I mean, not West Virginia, but Wichita State could get there, even though I had them losing fairly early in the tournament, not getting past the Sweet 16, but definitely compelling list. And I mean, I'm not going to go through the list here of my final four potential teams, but I was looking through the bracket and breaking down teams. I got, I, to me, potential 30 teams, almost half the field, have a chance to make the no. final four. How about winning it? How many teams have a chance to actually win it? I say eight or nine at the most. I got 12 on my list. I got the same teams you said. Like I said, I'm going to throw in Cincinnati. I'm going to throw in Xavier. I'm going to throw in Wichita State. I had 18 on my list when I started, but I'm more of an underdog guy than you are, Mr. Allen Dell, Mr. Chalk, the godfather. Oh, you, you haven't won your bracket tournament either, man. So <laughs> we're on even playing field right now, baby. But, uh, no, we appreciate you guys and gals tuning in here at Sports World. We'll be back tomorrow with our NCAA March Madness Quick Picks podcast. We appreciate you tuning yeah, in. We're gonna have, we're going to have a burning bracket party probably uh, two days after the tournament starts. Get ready to burn and bust up your bracket within two days because this NCAA tournament is going to be absolutely crazy. We'll see you next time, Sports World. Peace out.